Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Tuesday night. It is episode number 23 for Tuesday Night Titans. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, joined by my very good friend and co-host on Tuesday nights, the man himself, Andrew Baydala. What is going on, buddy? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm all right, man. I got my magic mind. We're ready to get Ooh. into this stuff, man. I got, uh, I'm ready to go. Magic mind is good shit, pal. Yes, it is. Good shit, pal. Man, what a week. What a week. Uh, did you, uh, I know I saw your tweet that mm -hmm. uh, you were still trying to catch up on full gear. Did you get the gist of uh, most of what was going on there? So I did. Um, I caught up and I saved my opinion for tonight. Yes. So, so everybody who for, was, man. yeah, who was uh, waiting for it. Uh, I think that's how we will kick off the show too. I know JD always throws it to me, yep. but I'm going to throw it to him. I want um, this to be done basically like what you did on your review show, if you could kind of give me the sequence when, as soon as Adam Cole came out and I'll kind of go blow by blow what yep. I think is happening. We don't need a, you know, um, uh, move by move, but just the basics. And I'll tell you why exactly my mindset is a little different than I think than some others right now. Now I know, I know a lot of people agreed. Most of the people agreed, I would say with what Jesse and I discussed on Saturday night, early Sunday morning, uh, Which I'm not, was uh, I'm not sure you uh, caught some of what we we went over. What did what did you what did you think of where we were mindset wise immediately following the show? Uh, I did not catch your review show okay. for for full. Okay, so you're going in. I don't I don't know nothing. This guy's going to talk about nothing. Not a nope. No, absolutely nothing. All right, so we're going to get into that. I know it's a hot topic, and uh, going into tomorrow's dynamite. TK has. The Continental Classic. I know MJF is dealing with some injuries coming out of that match as well, so we don't know how well, that's... Hold on a second there. What was very interesting about that Continental Classic, because I'm a fan, right? Yeah. And I'll be ringside next week to watch live at the Target Center. If you guys are in Minneapolis or in the Minnesota area, it'll be in Minneapolis. You guys want to come say hi, come say hi. Um, I'll be happy to, you know, say what's up. Uh, are there is there another championship coming to AEW? Yeah, uh, I have uh, I have everything that's going on here uh, right. in the notes. Uh, it, it's it's another championship, but it's almost like they're consolidating. Is it like the Owen Hart? No, they're consolidating championships. It's it's like uh, addition by subtraction almost. All right, so tell me what they're getting rid of. They're 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 merging the ROH. World Championship and Eddie Kingston's um, never open weight championship. And then he's creating a continental championship. And supposedly the idea is that this continental championship is going to be theoretically the new ring of honor championship. And this title is going to be defended in, in other promotions, which I find to be laughable because that was the concept behind the international championship when we first got that title on AEW television. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me. No. That's why that's why I wanted to bring this up. I don't understand why if you're going to buy Ring of Honor only to monetize the tape library or as a favor to some of your buddies or your employees at the time, which I understand, 
why you would get rid of your world championship. I don't for, know. Yeah, I mean, I don't get that. Uh, I, I don't know. We're going to go over that. I got all the notes on that. What Tony right. Khan's thinking? Uh, you know, he said something a little outlandish, and I don't know who it was directed to at the scrum. He basically said in regards to this tournament that, uh, you know, for everybody wanting a, a more sports presentation uh, style from uh, AEW, put your fucking money where your mouth is, he says, everybody. I'm like, I, what, is okay. that? what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. understand. Professional wrestling. Listen, I've said this time and time again. Here's the deal, right? We're going to print those T-shirts. <laughs> AEW wanted to really like hone in on wins and losses. And while I understand that is a big factor in a lot of things, realistically, this is not professional sports. And these are some of the best men and athletes, both male and female on the planet. They really are to do the things that they do. They're the most, some of the most athletic people on the planet, but to make this more like sports centric where wins and losses, like are the end all be all is absolutely stupid. What do, you, what do you mean it's absolutely stupid? I mean, I, I for one, don't like that they got rid of the rankings. I don't like that they got rid of the rankings. I wish the rankings were still a thing because it actually made television a little bit more meaningful. Ever since they got rid of the rankings, I felt like the television's gotten weaker. But Katie, you want to know why it's stupid? Why? Because we saw some jabroni from Dark who won 10 matches in a row get a world title shot. It was dumb. Well, that's, dumb. On, the crea that's on the creative. You can't be making those types of decisions. I get it. Well, I, like I, I completely agree with you. So hold on a second, but if we're going so sports-centric, right, and wins and losses are the end-all, be-all, let's just use an example here. MJF lost that six-man tag, right? Yeah. Uh, it was him and the acclaimed against yeah. the, the uh, Bullet Club Gold. He lost that. So, man, MJF would fall way down the rankings, right? As, I mean, world, it's just, as world champion? No. Well, I mean, but I, how convoluted are we going to get with the wins and losses? It's just, to me, it's just like it's professional wrestling. Like, obviously, wins and, and losses do matter. But, like, for instance, if you took Steve Austin and you had him, you know, be your world champion, which WWE at the time F did for a while, and let's just say he lost to The Rock and uh, The Undertaker in a triple threat non title match. What? So all of a sudden, Steve Austin, your world champion, falls down like to number three? Like, I, I it's just, we don't need that. It, we don't need that. We don't need wins and losses being the end all be all. Well, maybe he got rid of it now because this was always an idea that he wanted to do, and we get it for uh, maybe a six-week period where they do matter, and then the other weeks of the year, they don't matter. I don't know. Okay. I, I guess have, we'll I, wait and see. I mean, it's going to be a great tournament regardless. Uh, oh, God, we, yeah. We, yeah. We're going to go over everything that's been announced so far. Also tonight on tap, we're going to talk about MJF and the fact that WWE is keeping a close eye on MJF with the belief internally that MJF has signed uh, quietly with AEW. Uh, I mean, that's not new information. I think if you watch the show, you uh, pretty much know what's going on there. We'll go over full gear and, and get Drew's take on what happened with the controversial main event and the silliness that happened with Adam Cole. And then we'll go over Ronda Rousey as well and Randy Orton. Can't forget Randy Orton. I know there was another hot-button topic uh, yesterday, and I seen uh, a couple of people go back and forth on social media whether it was right to announce him ahead of time or save it for Chicago on Saturday. But I was in the uh, the camp of, uh, of yourself, Drew. I said that it was probably the best decision for them to announce it. But uh, we will get into that. And I want to thank you guys so very much for joining us on Tuesday night. As always, follow us on social media on X, at JD from NY206, at Andrew Baydala. Uh, we are on there in real time giving our opinions when it matters. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button to this channel down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out 
All the other content on the channel. There's plenty of it. If you guys need to get caught up on anything, hit the thumbs up. Let's try for tonight's goal, 750 likes. I'd love to reach 750 likes. And then, obviously, the Super Chats are open. We will have last call at the end of the show. How about 1,000? 1,000 is a good, 1, 1, a good number, too. But uh, I guess... Uh, Everybody's asleep, so we'll uh, we'll let them wake up, and maybe we'll get a thousand. But also, super chats are open. Get them on in. You guys can ask us anything you want in regards to pro wrestling. Sound off. It is yours at the end of the show, and we will get into that a little bit later. So uh, I know you said you wanted to kick it to me, Drew. Do you want me to start with the Adam Cole MJF situation of full gear? Let's do it. Let's get right into it. All right. So how this all got started? I know if you guys watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you're here for the first time. Let's get caught up. MJF and Samoa Joe. MJF's uh, partner at the pre-show was Samoa Joe. In exchange for helping him defend the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles because he made a promise to Adam Cole, he needs to give Samoa Joe now a World Championship title match, which I'm assuming will happen at World's End. They ended up beating the Gun Club, and at the end of the match, Samoa Joe walked away, and the Gun Club, the Bullet Club Gold, attacked... MJF and pulmonized his leg, his ankle. He got gurneyed out, and they took him out on a stretcher, and then the next scene that we saw was Adam Cole, who was out there cheering him on. He goes to the back. He's on one leg, and MJF is being carted into the ambulance, and he's yelling at Adam Cole, don't let them do anything to my title, please. Don't let them do anything to my title. All right, let's stop right there for okay. a second. Why is Adam Cole here the the logic behind it or what we were told as pay-per-view buyers was that he was there to support his best friend, MJF, right? Yes. Okay. So I want everyone to remember that. Go ahead. All right. So my question there is why was he there when there have been weeks of television and he wasn't present on television and they only proceeded to present him via satellite or on a cell phone image on, on the big screen. I, I don't really, I don't really know why, they decided of all days to fly him out to Los Angeles when he should be home recuperating. They flew him out to Los Angeles to be there on that night of all nights. Did anybody question that at all? It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Very interesting that they made Adam Cole a focal point yeah. in this paper With an injury. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. With an injury. Now, right. I do believe Adam Cole is really injured, so we could... I, I mean, yes, I, I do believe that the injury was legit. How legit is the injury, I guess we'll find out sooner rather mm -hmm. than later. So, um, the show begins, and then we get the great six-man tag team match with Sting and Adam Copeland, Darby Allen against Christian and his boys. Great tag team match. And we get a segment that follows where Tony Schiavone is on stage, and he's there with Jay White. And apparently... It was in his contract, Jay White's contract. I don't know why this this would be in his contract or something like this would be in his contract where if anything was to happen to MJF, he would be awarded the AEW World Championship. Okay. So they took him out, and I guess that, to me, I said this on my post show, I think that would kind of uh, negate the contract and void the contract. I mean, you willingly took this fucking guy out, and they're going to reward him as the new world champion? I mean, that's just fucking stupid. It's illogical. So, regardless, Tony Schiavone's on, on stage. He's going to hand the world title to Jay White. Out comes Adam Cole, and he says that he will be taking MJF's place to wrestle Jay White for the AEW World Championship, whether or not he's hobbling around on one foot. Who cleared oh, him? Oh, oh, that's, that's exactly what Jesse said. Who the fuck cleared uh, Adam Cole? 
I think they should have made that um, part of what they're doing here. They should have been like, you know, uh, Tony Khan against his better judgment due to the fact that he doesn't want the fans to not have a main event has cleared Adam Cole. They didn't though. No, I mean, but then you, then you ask yourself the question, why would Tony Khan clear somebody that can't walk on both feet? Cause he wants to put the best show out for the fans, but we'll c- continue. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So that's the match. It's official. We got Adam Cole on one leg crutches against Jay white for the AW world championship. MJF is out somewhere selling the injury. Fine. We fast forward all the way to the main event. Out comes Adam Cole, and he hobbles down to the ring. He does the whole entrance. He does the boom. He's sitting on the apron. He does the Adam Cole Bay Bay. He gets in the ring. Jay White gets in the ring. He's fucking pompous, and he's flaunting. This guy's got one leg. I'm going to win the championship. This is easy work. Justin Roberts makes the announcement. He don't even know what the fuck's going on. And then all of a sudden, we hear the ambulance go off, Stone Cold Steve Austin style, MJF rides the ambulance into the garage, walks through Gorilla, walks through the curtain. Hold on. Did you see Adam Cole's face when he came back? Yes, he smiled. Well, he was shocked. Then he smiled. Yes. Go ahead. So who took out Adam Cole? Who took out Adam? Who took out MJF? I'm sorry. Who took out MJF earlier in the night? It was the gun club. Was the gun club beaten down? When uh, Jay White was beaten down by the devil and his cronies? No, it was just Jay White. Hmm, interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't really, I didn't realize that, but that's a good, uh, that's a good uh, point out there. So MJF walks through the gorilla, walks through the curtain, and there are like 13, 14 different officials, producers, and agents trying to stop this man who's walking on two legs but limping, trying to stop this man from going to the ring to do the original scheduled match. So I questioned, well, why are they stopping him when he can clearly walk on two legs hurt, but walk on two legs? Meanwhile, nobody stopped Adam Cole when he limped out there on two crutches and can barely stand on two crutches, couldn't even get into the ring. Why did they allow that to happen? Well, there's a couple things, right? I mean, that's that's the million-dollar question. Why are we allowing MJF to wrestle? Why are we allowing uh, Adam Cole to take MJF's place? Where did MJF cut the promo where he called Tony Khan a fucking mark? That was Los Angeles. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Interesting. With Warner Brothers Discovery uh, Media and, uh, you know, big wigs in the back. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of things here that a lot of people aren't picking up that I had to, you know, I rewatched pay and I thought to myself, wait a second, let me think here. The gun club just beat down MJF. They were not a part of the beat down by the devil we that we know of yeah. that Jay White got. It was just Jay White, right? Yeah. It was just Jay White. Well, that's interesting. But I mean, all, where's Juice and the guns with that, right? Now we know Juice is hurt, blah, 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 blah. Now the guns take out. MJF before his match with Jay White. Yeah. An interesting caveat, Adam Cole can magically take his place. And now we see the ultimate, go ahead, finish the story. I'm just getting a little piece. Okay, so so the match goes on. The match goes on. MJF is selling the leg heavily. He takes risks with one leg or a damaged leg that a guy really shouldn't be taking risk like. Jumps off the apron. He's doing fucking planches. He's flying off the top rope, delivering an elbow drop, which actually hurt him. He's got a bad hip now, uh, which was a ridiculous spot. 
Uh, he goes through the table debris because the table actually collapsed with Jay White's weight on top of it. He did the move anyway. Then Jay White, a little bit later in the match, does a urinage off the top rope. MJF comes right down on his shoulder. So he's got a bum hip and he's got a bad shoulder now, reportedly. We'll get into that in a little bit. But there were two instances, Drew, in this match where Adam Cole did play a factor into the potential outcome of this world championship match. The first one was the Dynamite Diamond. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The, uh, the, the tag team championship. He had the tag team championship in his hand. And it looked like he wanted to not get involved with this with, with this championship. And uh, he, there was no struggle when Jay White took the championship away from him. Did you see that part? I did. Absolutely no struggle from Adam Cole. He basically let Jay White take the championship and uh, do what he needed to do with it. So that really stuck out to me. Then the Dynamite Diamond Ring got involved. And I questioned, I don't know if you picked up on this or maybe had the same line of thinking, what was Adam Cole doing with the Dynamite Diamond Ring? Another good question. I mean, where did he get it from? Why does he have it? Did MJF have it on himself before he went into the gurney and then hand it to Adam Cole? Did Adam Cole go to the locker room and steal it? I mean, nobody where really... Was, here's another point, ladies and germs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a nuke here. I'm going to drop a nuke, which is probably a terrible choice of words, but I will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop one anyway. Where was the last time we saw that devil mask with MJF? I'll tell you. It was backstage in a backstage interview segment at All In in Wembley. Guess who was right next to him? Adam, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I did and ask, now, I did uh, I, I did ask why the Dynamite Diamond Ring was on his uh on his person. And nobody mm. really I haven't seen that discussed by anybody really. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's not maybe it's not a factor, but I found it to be interesting. But the thing is, Drew, when when he took out the Dynamite Diamond Ring to have MJF use it. There was an instance in the match where MJF was getting ready to kind of get back into it, and he looked over at Cole, who had the dynamite diamond ring on his pinky, and he doesn't throw it to, to MJF. He puts it on the apron, like almost begging him to come get it. Like, bro, just throw him the fucking ring. Slide him the ring. This gave Jay White the open to, to you know, take care of MJF, knock him out a little bit, and then crawl over and just grab the ring. And then Adam Cole did nothing to stop Jay White from grabbing the dynamite diamond ring. No, he did not. No. Kind of like when Santos left the uh, brass knuckles on the ring apron yeah. for uh, for um, Logan Paul to win that United yeah. States championship. Mm -hmm. My theory here, ladies and germs, MJF retained. Yes. My theory here is that Adam Cole is your devil. And I truly believe that now more than ever. And this was the pay-per-view that gave you all of the clues that will bleed into that. We have been asking who is the devil, who is, and else, unless it's, there's a bigger swerve where you could have TK being the mastermind, Tony Khan pulling all the strings, but it just screams to me that Adam Cole is the devil. And I believe that the guns are aligned with him. The guns take out MJF. Adam Cole comes to save the day. Jay White was beaten down by these cronies and the devil without the guns around, which is interesting. And if memory serves me correctly, the guns were a part of that original crew that MJF was behind that devil mask, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so here's some more for you. And all and Max will never see it coming. Max is the biggest baby face in AEW right now, and he but truly believes that Adam is his friend because Adam risks his life, his health, his well-being for MJF to defend that world championship for him. When realistically, the only thing Adam Cole has ever wanted out of this friendship 
is that AEW World Championship. But MJF, obviously, because this is wrestling, is too blind to see it. Maybe he'll see it sooner rather than later. But MJ Adam Cole is behind the devil mask. And if it's not him, then it's got to be TK. And I don't know how we pay that off, truthfully. So for me, because everything came to a screeching halt in Los Angeles twice. Twice. And realistically, if for some reason Adam Cole walks out of there with the World AEW World Championship from full gear, then mission accomplished, even though the guy can't wrestle, right? They couldn't get there. That's the whole story behind it. But Adam Cole has consistently put himself into positions to where he looks like the hero, but there's a bigger picture. He wants that world championship. And that's what this pay-per-view is all about. Yeah, a lot of people were upset about uh, the main event and, and the silliness that went into it. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to Cole in a second. Uh, I I felt like, and this is just my point of view. You guys can let me know how you feel about this. I, I said this to Jesse on Saturday as well. God knows who in AEW listened to me rant about this for fucking 30 minutes on Saturday night. The thing is... The match with Jay White was fucking great. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It, it was just an old school classic, you know, babyface fucking really selling the injury, makes the, the Valiant come back and wins the match. Fine. I thought it was a great match. The body work that those two guys did was fantastic. The silliness that got us there, clearing Adam Cole, who cleared him, stopping MJ from walking down the aisle, but nobody wants to stop Adam Cole from getting in the ring when he can't even stand on two crotches. And, and then we get all the silliness in, in the, the injury to MJF. I felt, Drew, that maybe the injury didn't need to happen. Did the injury justify mm -hmm. the entire four hours? Did they justify the injury for the entire four hours of build? And secondly, I felt like the injury wasn't needed because if you just let MJF and Jay White go out there and do exactly what they did without the fucking garbage that they added on top of it to make it look stupid and silly and illogical. It's just, wrestling. Just, just, I know, I get it. But why does it got to be because it's wrestling? Like, MJF just wrestled Kenny Omega in one of the best AEW matches of all time. You can't have him go out there and do that with Jay White and give these fans just wrestling. Why do you got to sports entertainment it up? I don't really well, they, understand it. But they did give you, you just said it. They gave you a great match. MJF and Jay White gave you a great match, right? And you know what? That's what AEW has been all about. But we need to continue to tell this story. And this story continued. And I understand, but there were some pay-per-views, 98, 99, 2000, shit, even I would say 2018 and 19, where WWE used a pay-per-view. I mean, it's even 2023. WWE has used a pay-per-view to um, continue, add new chapters and wrinkles to a storyline. This is the best storyline AEW has had. The Devil, MJF. All this stuff with the, the Bang Bang Gang and everything. This is the best stuff that they've had besides Edge and Christian or Adam Copeland and Christian for a very long time. They And I'm sorry for all you AEW fans who just want Matt Classics. This is what a lot of people have been wanting. And although it wasn't the greatest five-star Meltzer Classic, this was a really good storytelling pay-per-view and match. The match you should be mad about, which I'm mad about, which is unfortunate. You want to talk about bullshit. And I love me some Tony Storm, but that match was fucking stupid. The referee saw the plate, all this other stuff. That, yeah, that was the weakest match guy. on the card. Right, but it was just like, if we were going to really get into the whole, like, how come he couldn't get cleared and everything else like that? I hear you, but if we're going to nitpick, 
nitpicked the women's championship match because I was like, holy hell, what's happening here? That's all I'm okay? saying. I, I just felt like I just felt like they, they wanted to be as silly as as possible and then not have any backlash for it. I'm like, come on, you can't be making those stupid decisions. I mean, fans are not stupid. And With fans what? are not going to suspend their disbelief because, you know, uh, MJF is hobbling down the ring and everybody wants to stop him, but nobody stopped Adam Cole. All right, so let's give you, you know, let's give you the pencil. Right, you're walking. You're going into full gear here. We we never expected Adam Cole to have this injury, and we really need to further this storyline because I truly believe that the payoff was coming at the Nassau Coliseum at World's End, but we can't do that now to a certain extent. So we got to get there, but we got to inch. We got to crawl. We can't run because Cole can't run. How do we get there, JD? How I, do we do it? I, I, I... I mean, how do we get there? Uh, we well, we don't really know how we're going to get there because we don't know the severity of Adam Cole's injury. We don't. That's that, true. that's that, that's what it really hinders on. Is he injured? Sure, I think he's injured. Is he injured as they say? I don't think so. I think a lot of people who complain about everything else that I complained about. Sure, you got some gripes. You got some legitimacy behind it. We're we're able to call that out because it was fucking silly. Now, you know, uh, the, those other people, there's another small pocket of the audience that complain, well, why didn't we get a devil reveal? Why didn't we get anything, you know, about the devil showing up on the screen or anything spoken about the devil? It's because the fucking devil was standing at ringside, you goddamn idiots. The devil was wrestling in the middle of the ring. He was, it's Adam Cole. Yes, he was standing outside the entire fucking match. Yeah. Like, what, do you, what, I, do, you, what do you want? That, I thought, because I, I was at a benefit and I, I was at a banquet and I thought I missed it. So I texted one of my buddies and I was like, hey, they do anything with the devil. And when he said no, put my glass of tequila down. And I said, oh, shit. I yeah. got it. Yeah. Adam, Adam Cole, it. you know, uh, like Drew said, all signs, especially after Saturday, point towards the devil. Now, you mentioned Tony Khan potentially being a part of it. I don't know if Tony Khan theoretically should be the devil. I, I would not want Tony Khan to be an authority figure on television. And, and like you said, it it's going to be difficult to pay off because why would Tony Khan want to be the devil and then drive away the ace of his company into the arms of WWE, wouldn't it be the other way around? Wouldn't he want to keep MJF in the company? Oh, we could stop with this bullshit. MJF <laughs> is signed. He's not going anywhere. Well, I'm just talking about in the devil realm of him being the devil per oh, storyline. Listen, I don't think Tony's going to be behind the mask, but, he, I mean, like, like we said, and I've said a couple times, it's really hard to pay off. But what they could do is when MJF, when the reveal happens... Who or maybe before? Hey, how did you get cleared? Yeah, who? These are the other things. This is good TV. It continues. Hey, man, who cleared you? Who allowed this? Oh, Tony did. And then MJF's like, "Son of a bitch, Tony." And then it's like, "Yeah, remember me? The guy you called the fucking Mark." That type of stuff works, dude. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And well, we can only hope they go. We can only hope that they do that. But we, I, we, I mean, I don't really trust them lately. You, you think they're going to be good enough to do that? You know, I think that uh, a lot of people gave them a lot of shit for that main event, but I, I, you know, I tip my bald head to Tony because realistically, uh, there's stuff where I'm like, this is stupid. But I understood the business at hand that last or yeah, Saturday night. I did because realistically, it's we have to continue to tell this story, and you all are asking who the devil is, and they're telling you. In my eyes, they're telling you, but you just. You know, nobody believes it until that mask comes off. And I get it. That's a smart way to do some things sometimes. But, I mean, AEW is telling you who the goddamn devil is. 
Do do they take the injury from MJF? What he sustained that full gear? Is that going to factor into any long-term aspects going into Worlds? And, or was that just for the night? Because that was also a problem for me. It's like, I, I went back and said, well, they didn't really justify the injury if they were just going to give MJF the win there. Is that going to factor mm. into long-term going into Worlds End and potentially cost him the World Championship against Samojo? I think it really depends on the severity of that injury because realistically, there's so much they could do between now and you know, December, what is it? 30th. Yeah. Uh, MJF, if he's got an injury, should not wrestle on dynamites. I don't remember the last time MJF wrestled on a dynamite or collision. It was probably the six man and then the Kenny match. So yeah. um, the other thing here though, like we need to put in the equation is, is that the TK being the, the actual devil, like the mask, I would say the devil, he could be the, he could maybe be something down the line, but TK does a lot of phone calls and media stuff. It'd be really hard for him to act like an absolute, like, he can't put down that character, right, for the the media scrums because people are going to ask, you know, hey, Tony, why'd you do this? Why'd you yeah. do that? Because that's how the wrestling media sometimes, most of them are very professional. There's a lot of geeks in that stuff. So it, it, I think it'd be hard for TK to actually be the person behind the mask. I think it's got to be Adam Cole and, you know, TK kind of just, you know, said, well, you know, Max was kind of, because if you watch the media scrums with Max and TK, TK is 99% disgusted with Max. Like he's disgusted with him. So yeah, he was giving him some weird looks while he was uh, fucking crying his eyes out on, uh, on Saturday night. Right. So, I mean, you know, like he could lean into it and maybe TK, maybe Warner media says, Hey, Hey Tony, let's, you know, let's have you off the media scrums or something. And then that's the perfect caveat. But realistically, again, I just wanted to make sure that everyone understood that I don't, I don't necessarily think TK is going to be the devil because it'd be hard for him to separate the CEO, Booker, whatever the hell it is, and that character because all the wrestling media personalities are going to ask, hey, why are you screwing MJF? Because they don't, under I mean, they do, but that's a story for another day. Um, you know, I, the whole, is MJF going to drop the world championship to Samoa Joe? I don't think so. I think AEW should be smart with their booking and just keep MJ off, off any matches until December if they can get there. If the injury is still that bad where he can't work, um, I don't think you take the championship off him just like they didn't take the title off Steve Austin and um, when he was hurt with the Intercontinental Championship. There's a lot you could do with MJF to keep the, the rain going maybe until February. If it's still bad in February, then, man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to uh, figure out how it's going to go because I, I hope that he's not injured, but I do think that with the world's end name of the pay per view, I do think that it's all centered around him losing the championship because that's just the way that I feel. A hundred percent. You know, uh, you know, his world is gonna come crashing down. Whether that means he's gonna lose the championship, uh, the devil reveal, or both. So one could lead could certainly lead right into the other. Um, but he is injured, and we do have uh, some MJF news as well. Uh, on top of what we discussed with the Full Gear main event. Uh, Nick Houseman of House of Wrestling reported today that he heard from several WWE sources who believe MJF has quietly re-signed with AEW with one higher up saying that there have been zero talks between the two sides. Uh, I'll stop there. Uh, there. There isn't going to be any any talks between the two sides because he's contracted to AEW. And when he, was, uh, when he threw his, his fit... And TK probably signed into an extension then. Uh, he was still with AEW, so he was not able to talk to WWE. So I don't think at any point in this contract negotiation with AEW that he was allowed to talk to WWE, correct? Uh, MJF and WWE will never have discussions about him 
I shouldn't say never, but they're not having discussions anytime soon about him going over to work for World Wrestling Entertainment. No, no. The source also thinks that the idea of MJF entering free agency imminently is a false narrative, no shit, and that they believe he has resigned into 2027. One source said it was all in MJF's head storyline-wise. 1,000% another WWE source stated, I was told a while ago he is under a long-term deal, which is why they stopped pushing the 2024 stuff. Well, he's still kind of pushing it, but not really. Um... You know, I, I think a lot of people were making this out to be bigger than it really was, Drew, because, you know, the way that I see it, you know, when MJF threw that fit in Los Angeles, called Tony and Mark, I really do believe that they kind of got the ball rolling with getting him back on television in a prominent manner. Uh, ever since that double or nothing incident, uh, Tony sat down with him, gave him whatever he wanted, and, and rightfully so. He's probably worth more than what Tony gave him anyway. But at the end of the day, if you're Tony Khan... Why would you allow this man to go on your show and brag that you're potentially going to go and jump to WWE with a big free agency year and make it into a storyline and not have him signed to a contract? I mean, that would be fucking business malpractice by Tony Khan. Uh, yeah, that's not happening. No. Tony would be an absolute fool, which he is not, to let Max even enter discussions with WWE, Tony, or any other company. The only reason why AEW, truthfully, and I mean, you could say what you want, the only reason why AEW has any sort of juice right now is because of Max, because of MJF. Otherwise, I you take MJF off this programming, and realistically, am I watching for Adam Copeland and stuff like that? Sure, and the Christian story, absolutely. But, man, I would say 75% of the reason why I watch is because of MJF, and if he is no longer with the company, you want to talk about, how everyone thought that the death nail for AEW is when Cody's flipped over to WWE. If MJF stepped foot in a WWE ring, AEW is dead. Dead. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty bold stuff. I don't know if they're completely dead, but it's certainly one, foot, one foot in the grave for sure. Dead. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Finito. See ya. Adios. Dead. <laughs> Gone. I'm going to make that into a YouTube short. Dead. <laughs> dead. Gone. Uh, yeah, listen, you know, MJF, will he end up in WWE eventually? 1,000%. Because there's going to be a time, there's going to come a time when MJF realizes, hey, I can make more money. I've done everything I needed to do here. I've carried this place on my back. Now it's time for me to worry about me. I want WrestleMania. I want the WWE Heavyweight Championship. I want a main event against fucking Cody at WrestleMania. And that's, that's all going to happen. That's all going to happen. And... I said this on Twitter. I think somebody else in the community said it, too. I think it was Booker T, and I absolutely agree with him. If MJF, and you said this about J.Y. Drew, you said this about Will Ospreay, it's the same thing with MJF. The, the amount of money that Tony Khan is paying him right now, he's probably still going to be underpaid. Imagine if from this point on until 2027, he continues at this pace, and, he, and he's continuing to do what he's doing here. Imagine the amount of money that he's going to command in 2027. He's going to be the highest paid pro wrestler maybe ever. At that time, and WWE is going to get somebody in MJF that right now deserves his flowers. You want to talk about, oh, he can't wrestle. He's only a good promo. I mean, I think he shut everybody up this year. With Who what can't he wrestle? MJF. Oh, he's not really that good of a wrestler. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, this is what whatever, people were saying early in his run. Oh, whatever drugs you're on, let me have them. I don't know. I mean, he's going to be the highest paid wrestler maybe ever. Again, I mean... You know, like I I was going back and forth with some jabroni on Twitter. I mean, I shouldn't say, I mean, it was it was a friendly banter, which is what Twitter X is all about for the most part. Um, you know, he was like, WWE missed out on uh, Will, Jay, 
and uh, every, and, and the and the box and Kenny and all this other stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? These men that signed and some women signed with AEW because realistically they're going to get the most the the biggest importance in professional wrestling or 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 anything TV wise is your TV time. Maximize your minutes. Jay White and Will Ospreay would probably not be in main event programs if they were to sign with WWE right now. They're not where tell me where they fit in. I mean they don't. Like right now. They, right now they don't. So the smartest thing for these men and women to do is where are you going to get the most playing time and the most airtime? AEW. You're going to get basically either comp money, which means comparable money offer-wise, or you might get a little more with AEW. You might have a little bit more with WWE. But realistically, what do you want to be doing? You want to be in a program right now with, all, no offense, to Austin Theory, or you want to be main event in AEW pay-per-views and be a prominent feature? And realistically, maybe you left $100,000 on the table. Yeah. But you get to maximize your minutes. And then at the end of this contract, get yourself a bigger contract with some main event promise like Cody did. Stop looking at this as an AEW versus WWE thing. They chose AEW over WWE. Uh, no. No. <laughs> they chose where they could feed their families, bruv, and make the most of their minutes. Yeah, just like the geeks. Who uh, saw Will Ospreay pick AEW over WWE? Oh, he's overrated anyway, man. Yeah, okay. Oh, we don't need him. He's nothing more than a indie flyer and all this other bull. I'm like, what? You wouldn't give your that fucking left pinky to get Will Ospreay on your fucking roster? Give me a fucking uh, break. I'm not giving up these pinkies. I love <laughs> these pinkies. But no, I'm just saying. I mean, listen, WWE was, was very much interested in Will, as they should be. A, what AEW has done is prevented WWE from landing another big star. Um, but AEW will maximize will hundred yes. percent and quicker than WWE would. So it is a, is a, is a loss for WWE quote on air quotes, but realistically I said this on Twitter. Okay. The AEW loses out on will. He goes to WWE right now. I want you to tell me right now. He debuts in January where you, who's he wrestling in WrestleMania? Seth You're Rollins. not. No, you're just you're waiting till after WrestleMania to debut him, and you pray that he gets put into good programs. You pray that he gets put into good programs. We know that when Will is full time in AEW in January, the man is going to have a rocket ship attached to his ass, and he'll probably be in main events after, and he should be. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's main eventing Wembley Stadium, bruv. Yeah, for the World Championship. Just saying, like, what is, why? What, what, why is, what is Osprey doing in the WWE when he walks through the door? Put him against the Miz, pal. Well, that guy's not in charge anymore. <laughs> but I'm just saying, whatever, like, whatever. I, you know what I mean. I'm, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, stop looking at this like that. The, there was a list, and the only I said Kenny, the Bucks, and FTR are the only people on this list right now that would probably have any sort of prominent role in television time on WWE TV. The rest of them would be lost in the shuffle. So knock it off with the whole. And they chose WWE over AEW. Or when somebody doesn't sign with somebody, ah, that guy's a jabroni, sucks yeah. anyway. Come on, come on. That's so. If Will Osbury signed in WWE, you'd be like, we got the best wrestler on the Are you planet. Kidding on me, our bro? The fucking champagne will be popped. The balloons will be Stupid. fucking floating around. We have Stupid. a ticker tape parade. Stupid. I said uh, privately, I said to some people who are in the business, I said, if y'all miss out on Will, yeah, I said, you, you can't. You can't miss out on Will. I know you guys have no control of this. This is the conversation. I said, but you throw the book at that guy and get him to come. All right. Well, all right. Well, he, he stayed. 
He signed. Mm-hmm. He's all elite. And he opted to choose AEW because he wanted to remain in the United Kingdom. He did not want to relocate his family. He said it himself. His kid's still in school. He didn't want to pull his kid out of school. His uh, his wife, you know, her family, her, her parents are, are there. He didn't want to uproot them uh, and take her away from her family. You know, uh, the money obviously was going to be there. You know, Tony Khan gave him, you know, what he wanted. He trusts Tony. Wembley's there. The option to work New Japan is there. The option to work Impact is there. I mean, the world is his oyster. He can do whatever he wants instead of going to WWE and changing everything that I just said and then being on the road for 300 days a year, not seeing your son, not seeing your son graduate, not seeing your wife, relocating them to Orlando, and then do what? Be away and not work New Japan, not work an impact. I mean, I mean, it was it seems like it was an easy decision for him to make. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, is that like I saw a bunch of and it was an easy decision for him to make. I mean, he stated like I believe it was on Chris Van Vliet's show. He said that, nah, you know, like I I really want to be, you know, close to home. I don't want to have to uproot things and everything else like that. Like I never wanted to be as full time as I am in professional wrestling. It just happened to switch things. And I and that's because of his popularity and his in ring style. But I'll say this: like I saw everybody on X when the signing when the announcement came, and they were like, "I can't believe Will Osprey wants to be a part of low ratings and low attendance." You stupid fucks! He's still getting paid, and hopefully, he's the reason that attendance and ratings go up. What the hell? Is, you think Will Osprey's looking at it and he's like, "Eh, seven million dollars for AEW, six and." Six and a half for WWE. I don't have to uproot my family, but man, those ratings are down. He don't give a shit about ratings. I mean, he wants his money, bruv. I mean, the spotlight that's going to be on him is going to be fucking a hundred times more than it was where he was. Like, what what, what are you talking about? Forget about the spotlight. He would wrestle if if somebody offered him ten million dollars to go wrestle in front of 500 people and the ratings were 10 people watching, as long as the money's guaranteed, he's going to take it. I yeah. mean, not everybody has the same mindset. So he was about the money and, and the exposure, and he took it. It's not like AEW is on um, Spike TV or like the Discovery Channel, no offense, the Warner Discovery. They're on, you know, TBS and TNT. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. You know, having, you know, I don't know if a lot of people are looking at it this way either. For Tony Khan to sign someone like Will Ospreay to add his name to the already fucking unbelievable roster he has, how attractive is that to have Will Ospreay and everybody, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, Swerve, all these other guys on your roster, Andrade, all these different great world-class professional wrestlers, how attractive is that to everybody else who may be want to, you know, who, who may want to choose AEW over WWE. Hey, I want to go wrestle. Look at the fucking matches I can have over here. It, I, it's great yeah. to have that at your at your disposal if you're Tony Khan because that's a very attractive thing to lure people away from their indies and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you want to go over there where the opportunity might not be vast, but look what I got over here. I mean, we, we got a collection of fucking great toys over here. Forget the indies. It's a great selling point and a great like, hey, look what we got over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even for the WWE, yeah. Exactly right. Hey, uh, hey, Randy. Yeah. You know, I know you're coming back, but you ain't, you ain't fucked with these guys. You know? I mean, all right. Come on over. You know, exactly. that's the, exactly. That's the type of stuff. Look, look what I got under my arm. It's like yeah, the, when, when, it's when, like, Seth, when Seth Rollins is a free agent, you don't think Tony Khan's going to dangle that fucking carrot. Hey, uh, hey, Tyler, right. like, come over here, man. Right. You know? Like, it's like, it's like the little Italian guy walks into the, the nightclub or the bar with like 18 supermodels and he's like, 
got a two inch pecker, but they're all with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. Tony's got all these guys and girls under his arm. And he's like, Hey, Kevin, Sammy. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that scene in, uh, what, what is it, fucking uh, Wedding Crashers, where Will, Will Farrell is uh, looking at that fucking emo kid, oh, and yeah. he's got his arm around the two broads at the funeral, and he's, and he's fucking like, gyrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it is. I mean, what Tony's doing, and he's like, hey, listen, my roster is long, and look at the talent. Come over and wrestle for two years. Here's a boatload of money, Kevin. Here's a boatload of money, Tyler. Seth Rollins, you know, come on over. You got to wrestle these guys before you call it a career. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Huh? Yeah. That's that's what this is. And if we're talking about where should uh, where have where should Will have gone to have those matches? He already had really realistically the matches he's going to have in AEW with those those guys. I would have liked to have seen him go to WWE. So if we're going that route, that's a completely different conversation. But I think Will made the best choice right now for him and his family and for him to maximize his exposure. Yeah, none of us really knew what was going on with Will Ospreay because a lot of people were like, well, how does that work if he's still contracted to New Japan? Well, New Japan and AEW do have great relationships, but I didn't think it was going to really be that easy for Tony Khan to uh, negotiate with Will Ospreay. New Japan basically said, listen, you, you told us you're not coming back. You're free to go and negotiate with AEW if you want. You have our blessing. And Will Ospreay, the fucking character that he is, the great man that he is, he wanted to remain loyal to New Japan, stay, stay with AEW, and he's going to be working New Japan throughout the three years of his AEW deal anyway. So it's not like they're really losing him. I mean, There's he said that. He said, let, let me finish up yeah. in New Japan, guys. I 22 mean, years like, old, the loyalty yeah. that, that, they, that, that he showed them and the fucking loyalty that they showed him back, the body of work that he accumulated over there. You don't think they appreciate that? I mean, oh, that's very difficult sure. to walk away from, especially in that culture. For sure. And not to mention, it shows the type of character he has. Yeah. Class act. He's going to go finish his contract. He, he, you know, New Japan and AEW have a good relationship. This is what happens when you don't burn bridges or tell people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. A, Tony was able to engage those conversations. Will was leaving New Japan. He made that blatantly obvious. So, hey, can we sign him early so that we don't have to wait until his contract? Yes, you can. You know, yes, you can. So there you go. Here I was thinking Tony Khan kind of uh, fucking went out there and went crazy with the fucking blank check uh, right on the Triple H's nose. I'm going to negotiate with this guy early because I got the, the in with New Japan. He's not even going to get to talk to him, but it wasn't That's the case. At, it wasn't the case at all. Will wanted to be here from day one. Uh, it happened back in July right before All In. He pretty much gave them uh, the okay that it's going to happen, and that's the way it, uh, it materialized. So AEW got probably, arguably... The best pro wrestler on the planet right now, Will Ospreay. Can't wait to see what he does. As he did say, he'll be on the road to revolution. So it's going to be interesting. And especially who he wrestles at Wembley. Is it going to be MJF? Is MJF going to be the champion? Are we going to get uh, uh, Ospreay in the championship match regardless? The, Maybe Ryan Danielson. Didn't he say something about the Continental Classic? Is he going to be in there? I don't know if he's going to be in there. I don't think he could be, but I no. almost... I, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, well, well, and, and, you know, being that, the Continental Classic, we'll get into that because... Uh, Tony Khan tomorrow at 1 p.m. is going to have, uh, I think we're going to have either a, a premiere on YouTube or a stream of some sort on YouTube uh, in regards to him going over the remaining eight competitors, 12 in total for this tournament. And the plans of the Continental Classic are as follows. Eddie Kingston announced his entry into the tournament, which starts on Wednesday, tomorrow night. During full gear, he announced this. And that was on Saturday night. He also announced he would be putting the Ring of Honor World Championship and the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship on the line in every match he wrestles in the tournament. Now, I want to stop there. 
How do you feel about that, Drew? Because at first glance, when I saw that and heard that, I, I thought that it was a little bit predictable because when Tony usually does that, he tries to create intrigue about the tournament. Oh, Eddie Kingston's putting both of his championships on the line in every match. Meanwhile, if he loses one match, he's no longer holding these championships. So do you think that this is predictable or could this be unpredictable? Eddie Kingston loses the championships or is he going to go to the finals and fucking uh, wrestle Brian Danielson in the finals? Um, I think it adds a little intrigue to the tournament, you know, because it's like, okay, well, Eddie's throwing all his championships on the line in every match that he's in. So realistically, you know, you said that Eddie is, you know, they're, they're doing away with these other two championships and making it one. We don't know if that's necessarily the, the point here. Cause Eddie could lose in the semifinals, right? Yeah. Okay. And Emma and he loses. And then whoever wins between him and Eddie would go on to the finals and that person could lose. So basically you'll it's like you win, but you also lose. So you just won the ROH world championship and whatever the hell that other championship that Eddie's holding, but then you lose the continental championship finals to whomever. I mean, you can make two people in one here. You really you could. could. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's where they're going. I think it adds intrigue to it. Like Eddie's putting his titles on the line. It seems like Eddie is the always fighting champion. Uh, I really dig Eddie Kingston. I, no, I think great. Eddie's, I think Eddie's a straight shooter, um, and I just think that he he really loves the business. So I, I thought this was cool, truthfully. So in addition, he revealed the tournament winner will become a triple crown champion with the introduction of the new Continental Championship. Now, Mark Briscoe, Andrade El Idolo, and Brian Danielson have already been announced for it. The match winners get three points. A draw earns each wrestler one point, and a loss, you gain zero points. Now, that's, so, again, I'm sorry, Drew. How the f oh, okay? <laughs> How the hell is Danielson wrestling? I don't know. It's kicking off this week, right? Yeah, I don't know if he's wrestling tomorrow or if they're gonna have him uh, wrestle a couple weeks from now. I, I don't know, but uh, apparently he still has a broken orbital bone. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm not a doctor. Let's check here. Broken orbital. Again, it may be one of those situations where it was announced as the injury, but it's not as bad as they said it was. What? It's a broken orbital. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't really a broken. Maybe it was a half break. I don't fucking know. Well, all right. So it says the severity of the fracture, a few weeks or a few months. So we're looking at. Uh, okay. I mean, when did he break it? I want to say maybe a month ago. All right. Well, Dr. Drew and JD have come to the conclusion that it seems like Danielson could probably rest. I mean, oh, yes, if he, if, I, mean if I, did, I would I would hope he doesn't allow, allow him to wrestle with a broken orbital bone. No, I mean, I think from what, you know, I've just read, you know, WebMD, thank you very much. It seems like it's uh, several weeks to uh, a month or two. So, I mean, it seems like he could be ready to go. Or or, or, or he could pull uh, Undertaker Phantom of the Opera and, and just go wrestle like that. I mean... Yeah. I guess we have to see the design of the mask. I'm here for it. You know, so we'll see what happens there. But the match winners, like I said, three points. Uh, Draugr uh, earns one point, and then a loss earns zero points. Now, Tony Khan later noted during the Full Gear Media Scrum that the winner of the Continental Classic would become one champion in the way of the Triple Crown Championship. Meltzer said this in regards to the details. So the deal is, with this, that the Ring of Honor Championship essentially is changed to the Triple Crown. The New Japan Strong title essentially goes away as part of the Triple Crown. This is what all Japan did in the late 80s when they had the international and United, United national titles all merged. And essentially, it becomes one title. 
The key to this is that they have a championship that is defended in New Japan, Ring of Honor, and sanctioned by all three companies, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and AEW. So that's the uniqueness of it in the sense that it's a uh, three-promotional title. All right, stop. So if Melter is correct, that means whoever beats Eddie is going to win this whole bitch. Because otherwise, I mean, how do we get here, right? Yeah. I mean, this is this is another thing that drives me absolutely freaking mad. Why is this? Why are we doing this? Why are I? 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 I'm it's, at a loss for words. It, it, it's too yeah, convoluted. It is. It, it is convoluted. And and my problem with it is, I feel like Tony Khan is trying desperately to make Ring of Honor into something that it will never be ever again. Now, granted, the Ring of Honor World Championship has a long line of lineage. I get it. But you're adding another championship that will be defended on Ring of Who's actually watching Ring of Honor? Who's watching Ring of Honor? Like, I have to go out of my way to go watch. Does he really think that people like me and you and everybody else that don't give a shit is going to go out of their way to watch Ring of Honor to see the Continental Championship defended? Like, I don't understand that. Isn't, isn't this what the international championship, the one that Orange Cassidy is holding, isn't that what that title is supposed to be? The international yeah. championship. Take it across the pond. Have it yeah. defended here in another promotion. The international championship. Tony Khan wants to rely so much on the fucking old school. I get he's a lover of fucking Japan wrestling. But mm -hmm. sometimes those ideologies don't work here in 2023. You know, I, I, I don't even think another championship was fucking needed I, honestly, a number one contendership for the AW Championship would have been absolutely fucking perfect for me for the winner. Agreed. Honestly. Agreed. And the thing with, you know, here's the deal, right? I don't understand why if the international championship was created so that it could be defended on international soil anywhere, any company, any time, then you have this continental championship already in your back pocket. So, like you said, why did we need to create it? You want to give the person a uh, trophy? Cool. Cool. But we have the dynamite diamond ring. We yeah. have now the continental championship, which basically means that you could defend this championship in New Japan, Ring of Honor, and AEW. But I thought, like JD said, isn't that what the international championship was all about? So is the international championship now exclusive to AEW and it's basically like their intercontinental secondary title? Because that's okay, too. But I need some direction, and I need some, like, closure. What is it? What's what? Tony needs to sit down and be, give me the hierarchy of your championships, please, yeah. Tony. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, that's what that's what he needs to do. Like, this is completely unnecessary. Number one contendership would have been perfectly okay with me. Uh, a trophy would have been okay as well. You want to give a trophy and whatever fucking knickknacks you want to give this person, whoever wins the tournament, fine. Number one contendership should have been the Ultimate prize, whether it happens at Revolution, World's End, whatever the case may be. And apparently, the winner of the tournament, Drew, whoever the champion is, is going to get an automatic buy in next year's tournament. So it's already been basically confirmed that the, tur the tournament's going to be an annual thing. And whoever the champion is at that time is going to be in the tournament automatically. An automatic buy to, like, the finals? Or no, in the, the tournament. In, in, the, oh, so in, in the tournament. Bid? To win it again, yeah. It's an automatic bid. Okay. I mean, I get it. It's kind of like their G1. Yeah. But you have really... I, I think Tony needs to sit down because, like, 
Name the championships in AEW. AEW World Championship. World Championship, International Championship, TNT Championship, TBS Championship. Well, that's women's. So we just got got three men. Yeah. Three singles men. Yeah, three singles men. And then you got the uh, Continental Champion coming. Four. That's crazy. They don't even have two, like, separate shows. And they got tag team titles and trios titles. And then they include the Ring of Honor titles on the fucking program as well. You're going to have all these championships floating around. So what mm-hmm. what, th- what this also means to me is, all right, the Ring of Honor Championship is going to be, uh, you know, kind of consolidated into this thing. So is the Openweight Championship that A. Kingston's holding. I don't want to see any Ring of Honor Championships on the fucking show if this is going to be the title that's going to represent all three companies. Yeah, I, don't no, need to see need- I don't need to see the six-man. I don't need to see uh, the, the fucking pure Openweight Championship. Enough of this shit. Keep that shit on the app. Yeah, again, this is where... My and this is where I go back to my original point. The whole like we we're taking a real sports approach to this. Did the Cincinnati Bengals get a consolation championship Super Bowl trophy when they lost to the Rams? No, they didn't. So yeah. if you want to take the sports route, there should be one champion, which I don't think wrestling needs. That's why I said it's not sports. It's sports entertainment and professional wrestling. They're, they're that and sports are different things. But right now, I need clarity and a hierarchy of your championship belts. And I need you to stop handing out fucking participation trophies because not everybody on your roster needs a goddamn title. No, I uh, I don't really understand it. Uh, he he definitely needs clarity for uh, his uh, his championships. And I, I do absolutely agree with that. I wish he would actually sit down and let us know what exactly the fuck's going on here. But Because he told me that the TNT championship was the secondary kind of like right below the AW World Championship. Yeah, and now it's not. And you're black, by the way. I can't see you at all. Ah, uh, yeah, my my camera just shut off automatically. Right, right. And I have a, a ghostly spirit in the office. I don't know. All right, that works. Uh, maybe it's just t- Tony Khan fucking with the uh, the camera because he doesn't like us talking bad about his uh, his championships. Uh, Tony, listen, I I'm, I'm not dogging on what you're doing. You you again, I, I like it, but I need clarity. I feel like Zed. I need clarity here. Yeah. All right, we got that. We got that out of the way. I'm looking forward to the tournament regardless. Uh, I'm excited for it. I love a sports fucking based tournament where where wins and losses actually matter. I love great pro wrestling. You know, it's going to be a great showcase of professional wrestling. I can't wait to see what happens starting Wednesday. Um, let's shift gears to WWE. Rand, Randy Orton. Randy Orton's been a hot button topic. Randy Orton is coming back at Survivor Series. It is official. He will be there Saturday. The announcement was made. As Tony, uh, not Tony, uh, fucking Cody, Cody announced during the show that he may have a friend that he could call in for a favor and he may be able to help us out for Survivor Series. And that obviously ended up being the announcement of Randy Orton at the end of the show. He used all of Randy Orton's catchphrases. We got the Viper, the Apex Predator. We got voices in your head being mentioned by Cody Rhodes. He said, someone that I have a legacy with. I'm like, all right, just fucking say who it is already. Mm-hmm. So Cody announced Randy Orton, and the discussion on social media was, was, was this the right move to make? Why didn't they just have him come out on Saturday? Well, number one, I said this last night during my show, it dumbs down the CM Punk innuendo, number one. Uh, I would rather him come out and have him announce for the show so you know that he's going to be there instead of, Waiting for fucking three hours, three and a half hours. Who is it? Who is it? Is it CM Punk? And and then the show's hijacked. Number two, why didn't they show Randy Orton on Monday Night Raw last night? Well, I'm glad that they didn't because that pop 
That entrance, that theme music should only be played once, and that's for his return after 18 months. I don't know why you want to hear it on fucking Monday Night Raw in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Give me a break. Come on. Just his announcement alone, like who it is, was enough. Like I didn't need him on Monday Night Raw. Again, um, you would be absolutely asinine. WWE, absolutely asinine. Now, if CM Punk was still under contract to WWE, you could have apps or AW. um, Fraudulent slip there. Um, You could absolutely... 100% 100% keep the surprise of the fifth man because then there's no inkling that CM Punk's headed to Chicago for WWE Survivor Series. But what they've done, WWE is like, listen, this is not Joe Schmo or from Kokomo or Randy Walmart. This is Randy Orton, one of the pillars of WWE who has been out of action with a serious injury for 18 months. And you think they're stupid enough to be like, well, you'll have to wait and see on Saturday who the fifth man is. No, because as soon as the show starts, yeah. and as soon as all four men are introduced and the fifth man and you don't hear cult of personality, I'm sorry. I don't care what the, the morons on the internet says. That crowd is going to boo Orton because it's not punk. Now we have deflated that balloon and everybody knows it's Orton. And if you get punk on Saturday... Wow, what a great surprise. Legitimate surprise. Thankfully, for you guys watching and girls watching, me and JD won't be naked on this show, or JD won't have his hat off, because we'll sign with AEW. And I'll give you another prediction. CM Punk, in my opinion, I'm not going to bet my my clothes. CM Punk's not showing up on Saturday. A lot of people tend to think that CM Punk is wrestling Nakamura, and Nakamura is calling him (laughs) out. I mean, who wants, to see, who wants to see that, though? Like, who I mean, cares? It could, it could work, but I mean, like, realistically, like, that, I, I, I mean, it th- CM Punk could wrestle Larry's, the the cable guy in the middle of that ring, and it would, the pe- people in Chicago, he could wrestle a cat, and the people in Chicago are going to blow their minds, and everybody at home be like, holy shit, CM Punk's actually back in WWE. But realistically, like, I, I just don't see it. I don't see CM Punk in Chicago. I see him in January at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's the best place for him. I'm not changing my mind on that whatsoever. I think CM Punk is not showing up on Saturday night. I think CM Punk will be at the Royal Rumble. Uh, that's my prediction for for that. Uh, I know a lot of people are really getting crazy with... Uh, so, so there were some people online that were, like, fucking enhancing the Survivor Series graphics, and they seen the silhouette... And my camera keeps going out. I apologize, right. guys. Right. The uh, the silhouette of CM Punk doing the uh, the the crossing of the hands and the silhouette. I'm like, I know. Oh my God, what I, the fuck are you guys smoking, man? Really? I I saw that too, and then I, I saw some other theories. Um, and your camera's back. Great. I saw some other theories here where it was like, oh, um, Randy won't make it to Survivor Series because someone's going to attack him, and you think that they're going to put Randy his first match back in 18 months into a War Games match? Uh, yeah, Randy can come out literally last from the war games team members and he could just do five minutes um in in there because and that's it i i mean the theories that y'all are coming up with in my opinion are very convoluted and they're very like i understand i get it guys we all want it we all want cm punk back in wwe for the most part i know there'd be one or two people in the chat who like i don't want to see him i get it oh i want I, i want him back is this really the time or place jd i don't Chicago's been done a million times. I, I mean, it, how many times have we cool. talked about this? It's yeah, like Ray Dorn's coming back. You're getting a big war games, potential cash in for Damian Priest. You know, you got a, a, a whole bunch of different storylines going on. Did you see Jay Uso's reaction when Randy Orton's name was announced? 
Yeah, he was like, oh, oh. shit, I'm in deep shit. Yeah. I mean, that's a story that, I mean, why you want to muddy that up with CM Punk? I don't really understand it. If you have any gripe on Survivor Series right now, it's where's, which we could get something on Friday, but where is Solo, LA Knight, AJ Styles, and Jimmy Uso? Where's Roman? Well, Roman's not, yeah. Roman's not even going to be, he may be there, but he's not wrestling. This is I, what well, I, this no, is what I said, LA, LA, LA Knight and, and Solo and Jimmy, where the fuck are they fitting in? Like I don't, don't. I don't, I don't really understand. This is why I would have really altered war games to fit them in. LA Knight should be on Team Cody. Judgment Day should be teaming with the Bloodline to finish that up. I mean, I feel like Survivor Series was basically kind of half-assed almost. I think the John Cena Hollywood going back really threw a wrench into what they were doing with those guys. So when Cena had the match with Solo in Saudi, I think that was fast-tracked and everyone was like, nah, 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 that's not it. That's not, that's not the reason. That's not it. Oh, yeah, it was. Clearly. <laughs> Look, where's Solo? Where's John? Where's L.A.? Well, I feel like AJ Styles is set to come back. I feel like LA, LA Knight and AJ Styles are going to feud. Uh, not feud, but team up against uh, Jimmy and Solo and feud with them. But, I mean, that's fucking lame. We've seen that already. Just replace uh, John Cena with AJ Styles. we got the same match at that fucking fast lane. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, John had surgery too, I believe. Cena? Yeah. Really? I believe he did. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, I don't think John's done or whatnot, but I mean... You know, the whole uh, AJ's coming back, like you said. And I think the biggest omission, glaring omission from this show right now, um, there's three of them. It's Solo, it's LA Knight, and it's Jimmy Uso. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy screwed LA Knight out of the world championship. Yeah. And we haven't, like, are we going to, like, enhance that storyline? I don't Give know. Give me a tag I mean, match. I, I mean, are they, really, are they really teasing another match with LA Knight and Roman Reigns? Like, he seems to be going all in on getting rid of the bloodline. Like, why Why would you do that to him again? Once is enough. And I even think that was too soon for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, realistically, how we if we get a rematch, I don't think we should. But I, I think that, you know, LA Knight should take on Jimmy Uso at Survivor Series. One-on-one. You LA. screwed me out of the championship. Well, I mean... I don't know where they go with LA Knight. I feel like they could have did it a lot better. Uh, I think anything they do with him right now is really just not helping him out long term. But we'll see what happens. I'm excited for Survivor Series regardless. You got the whole CM Punk hysteria. Is he going to show up? Is he going to not show up? Randy Orton coming back. What's he going to look like? How is he going to fare inside War Games? We got Santos Escobar wrestling Carlito. What would you think of Santos Escobar's uh, explanation for the heel turn? I thought his promo on Friday was fucking fantastic. Uh, you couldn't have asked for much more. No. Santos uh, is a fantastic wrestler, and he, he Santos Escobar is even a better heel. Yeah, yeah, he, he's I'm just, so happy he's dropped the smiles and all this other shit. Yeah, he's uh, he he looks so much more comfortable as a heel. Uh, I really took a liking to him in NXT when he was with Legato, and the whole gimmick was basically reimagining Luchador in their image. Fucking great. The only thing is, they did not really establish that Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro will be with him. The original Legato stable, uh, because he did end up attacking them after Zelina slapped him in the face. There are rumors going around that WWE, Triple H, and Creative could potentially pair Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo with Santos Escobar. And have them together feuding with Rey Mysterio, Carlito, and then Dragon Lee is apparently going to get the rocket pack on SmackDown. Love me some Dragon yeah. Lee. You can miss me with Humberto and and. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's either one, it's either them or or the original Legato guys. I just don't know which way they're going to swing. 
I mean, listen, if we can get something new with uh, Umberto and those other guys, I mean, I listen, like I said, Santos Escobar is a unbelievable talent, and I love Legado de Fantasma, yeah. so I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, let's go to, I want to go back to some AEW here. A couple of news and notes here. I know I didn't get Drew's opinion on Ronda Rousey. I know he said something along the lines of, uh, it being a one-off and not to really concern yourself with it. It's not really a big story. Ronda Rousey, uh, it's apparent that she is working some sort of deal with AEW Ring of Honor. And she showed up at the Ring of Honor tapings after the collision on Friday night. She wrestled Athena in a tag team match where Athena and Billy Starks teamed up, and it was her and Marina Shafir in a tag team match. Um, after the match was over, apparently there was a stare down between Ronda and Athena, and the rumor is Drew right now that Ronda and Athena could be your main event for the next Ring of Honor uh, final battle pay-per-view, or at least for the Women's Championship uh, on that show. What do you what do you think of this, this handshake deal, supposedly, between Ronda and and Ring of Honor. Is it just this one-off to help build Ring of Honor, or do you potentially see Tony Khan, you know, being uh, a money a money mark himself and throwing more money at Ronda to keep her around for AEW? First of all, shame on you, because Ronda does help any company. I mean, Bro, I know I mean, she's... I, I don't want to cut you off, man. I don't think Ronda being added to Ring of Honor is going to really uh, enhance that uh, the way people oh, anticipate it will. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, is like, that's an attraction. Rhonda yeah. is an attraction and she will help any, she helped WWE tremendously. She'll help a, a ring of honor tremendously. But I do believe to your point. Um, and what I tweeted was that Rhonda's just working with a, yeah, let me come in for a couple dates and let me go back and do what I want to do. I think Rhonda's just staying in the wrestling game for a little bit, maybe trying to make WWE a little jealous. She has not signed with AEW as of yet. Because I will tell you what, if she had, Tony would have already tweeted about it and put up the goddamn graphic yep. and so would have AEW because that is a major signing and it will cost them major money. Yeah. So I think what was it? What happened was it was right time, right place. Timing is everything. Ronda was already there. She helped out a friend. She came and helped out a friend again on Saturday night or uh, Friday night. Uh, so I, I don't think that Ronda is all elite, nor do I expect her to be all elite, truthfully. Yeah, I, 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 I hope that she isn't. Um, I know in some sense that she could maybe help the division, but it all goes back to what we talked about last week where Tony Khan is bringing in a lot of ex-WWE talent, and then what are you exactly giving your audience? Is basically you're giving your audience WWE light. How much more can you take from WWE and then present as new, and you're moving away from being the alternative with more and more and more that you do bring in. None I, of these people that he has signed, truthfully, um, but with the exception of Swerve, because what they've done with Swerve is fantastic. WWE dropped the ball with him. Yep. And they Swerve has ran. Um, I would say Adam Cole, a little bit, a little different, and they're they're making that work too. But everybody else is kind of, I mean, they WWE really got the best of those people. Uh to FTR. FTR other, too, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, WWE has already basically squeezed every nickel and dime and creative like brain that they could out of the talents that AEW assigned. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think Ronda's a good fit for AEW. I mean, obviously you see why he's doing it. He wants to bump up Ring of Honor. He wants to make it more attractive. He wants to get more subscriptions to the app. He wants to, you know, have Warner look at it. Hey, look at what we're doing here. It's a nice package mm -hmm. to lump into the to overall streaming package with AEW and what we got going on here. And I got the whole library. I get why he's doing it. But um you know, I also said, Drew, that 
if Rhonda is still doing this when she doesn't really have to, and you know, it's been reported that she just wants to go home and and, and make a, a bigger family with her husband. If she's still doing this now, clearly it's you know it's clearly somewhere in her. She loves wrestling. She wouldn't be doing it if she didn't care for it. Oh, 100%. She loves professional wrestling, and I know that because I've talked to her about it before. Yeah. Uh, she absolutely loves professional wrestling, um, and I do think that she is a family woman, and I think she wants to come and go as she pleases, yeah. truthfully. I think she wants to come in for a couple shots. Um, I know for a fact that when she was with WWE, she had her child on a bus with her. Her husband was there with her at times, and I think that they really enjoy being a family and on their farm together. Yeah. Uh, going back to the Adam Cole thing, you mentioned Adam Cole that uh, AEW has used uh, Adam Cole potentially a lot better than um, WWE has. Do you think Adam Cole is hotter now than when he was in black and gold as the world champion with the Undisputed Era? you think he was hotter now, uh, now than he is then? Uh, I would say that if Adam wasn't, if Adam was wrestling right now, like if we didn't yeah. have this injury, you know, however le long or legitimate it is, um, yeah. I, I think so. I think AEW is done right by him, and I missed one, too, uh, of the women's division. I would say AEW is doing more with Tony Storm than WWE ever did. Yes. Um, so that's that. But, yeah, um, I think Adam Cole right now, yeah, I think he's I think he's a hotter and he's a bigger name than he was in black and gold. And that's saying a lot because that black and gold run was tremendous. Yeah. It's it's imagine it's it makes me imagine what uh, Adam Cole would look like and feel like if Triple H really was running things from the beginning, and he got called up to the main roster and didn't have to uh, walk away from WWE. I wonder where he would be now on WWE television. How hot he would be. I don't know. It's always a what if with him, you know. Well, when did you know what he signed with AEW? What right before WrestleMania, like thirty eight, I think. Two thousand twenty one. He signed with AEW. Okay. So, yeah, I think right now you would maybe see where Adam Cole is kind of getting to the upper echelon of WWE. But realistically, man, I mean, the only thing I could see him doing is World Heavyweight Championship against Seth. And I, because I don't see him even. Yeah. Could you imagine him from Roman? I think WWE no. wouldn't allow it. No. Uh, another uh, AEW note here apparently, All In set the second highest pay per view buy rate record in company history. Uh, they touted that this week. All In ended up at 200,000 buys on pay-per-view. The show is the most purchased AEW pay-per-view event of 2023 and the biggest since last year's Double or Nothing, which leads into this story. AEW has a long-term plan, Drew, for All In, and they want to make it a yearly tradition in the United Kingdom at Wembley Stadium. Meltzer mm. says the ideal long-term is to do All In at Wembley every year in late August on Sunday of that holiday weekend. Mm. Now, I... I said this on my show. I, I, that's going to be a very tall task for Tony Khan to keep that show special. And he wants to obviously make it like their WrestleMania. But how is he going to turn it into their WrestleMania if it's in the same building, in the same city every single year? Yeah, so I, I agree. It, you know, it was different when WWE would go back to the Garden every 10 years. Yeah, Because the Garden only holds, you know, with the stage, which they did, and they'd have a little... It's like seventeen to twenty thousand people. You're asking, like seventy to eighty thousand people to come every single year. If you make the tickets affordable, Tony, you 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 could get it. But I will tell you that, like that, in my opinion, the pull, the draw, all the you know similar you know vernacular I could use here, 
the uniqueness wears off when you run it year after year after year. And it's not like you're going to the O2. You're going to fucking Wembley. Yeah. It's hard. Like, I'll give you some notes here. Um, the Royal Rumble in San Antonio, Texas, they did a $7 million gate, okay? AEW sold way more tickets than that, but it's a $7 million gate for WWE. If WWE ran the Rumble... Every year at the Alamo Dome, that gate's going to go drastically yes. down. Same thing with Wrestle WrestleMania Night One, nine million dollar gate. Night Two, a ten million dollar gate. That's a nineteen million dollar gate between two nights. WWE WrestleMania every year in California would go down. Yes, we'll go I down. mean I don't know how you feel, but when I do something like this, I went last year or this mm-hmm. uh, this year actually in August, and I and I want to go again uh, in twenty twenty four. I don't know what I'm doing yet right now, but I would really like to be there. Uh, if You're I was there, to, I'm there. If I was to do a year three, I think the likelihood of me doing a year three is dramatically down. Like because you know the way I think is well, I did it, I seen it already, I felt that energy. Why the fuck I got to go back there again? It's like how many how yeah. many times could you honestly say, hey, let's go to Wembley? It may be different for the people there because they're so star for pro wrestling, but also you know what about a family of four of four or five here that want to go over to the United Kingdom? How much is that going to cost them? I mean, monetarily, it's going to be an issue. And you're really pigeonholing your audience, honestly. Yeah, so I went to the first three all-outs. And I was like, man, this is really, really cool. Like, it's yeah. WrestleMania, but in an arena to, you know, to a certain, it's AEW's WrestleMania, in an arena. The vibe was insane. I hate it. No offense, Schomburg, but it's, 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 not, it's not downtown Chicago, which we all know. But when they moved it to the United Center, I wanted to go to that too because I was like, all right, it's the United Center. Like it's a big pay per view and it's their show. But when they did all in at Wembley, I was like, I'm not going to the United Center. I was like, I'm not going to do it because it almost felt like we've had this discussion that all out was now the redheaded stepchild to all in. And I was like, that's a mistake in my opinion. You had your big show there, drew 80,000 people. Go every other year, in my opinion. Make people look at what WWE is doing with their travel. They're having. Wrestle, they're having the they did it last year too. The Royal Rumble is on is in the United States. Elimination Chamber is not. WrestleMania is in the United States. Backlash is not. The next time you're going to be able to go to a WWE pay-per-view in the States, if you don't go to the Royal Rumble and you don't go to WrestleMania, might not be until SummerSlam. And WWE did that to you guys last year. And they put SummerSlam in Detroit and they sold a shit ton of tickets. Yeah. Uh, too much. I think it's too much. It is too much. The, the burnout will be real, and I don't really, I don't really know why they haven't looked. I mean, there's got to be another stadium that's comparable to Wembley in, in that area. No, I mean, wh- why you could you could do it again this year? Like they're going back in 2024. But man, if it's me, I, I would maybe bring that somewhere else. Go do, to. Do, do, do you see them taking a risk like that here in the states and having an all in here in the states? JD, or are they afraid that that's not going to sell well? No, they could oh, listen. Listen, I, man, I, I, I said this myself: 50,000 seats in a fucking eighty thousand seat stadium. If they if they want to attain that, that's great. I don't know why they would look down yeah. on that. No, I agree that I agree with that too. I, they could easily run Everbank Stadium, which is the Jags NFL stadium. Yeah, why not? It's free. You own it. <laughs> 
Do you th- do you do you feel like Tony Khan is really putting his foot down? Wembley's mine, pal. He doesn't want WWE to get in there because he knows if WWE gets in there and does a major show there, that his record that he fucking sleeps with under his pillow every night is going to be broken. But I mean, you can have <laughs> you can have a lock on the building. WWE has a lock on the Garden. I mean, they did for so many years, Madison Square Garden. I get it, but. I mean, there's a reason WWE didn't go back to Wembley year after year for SummerSlam or have they haven't brought a WrestleMania over there. I mean, you could do it once, you know, every couple of years. And I know those UK fans were previously starved, but they're not anymore. And I, I just think it's a it's a tall task. They'll do well in 2024. A 2025 now. Yeah, I, I, that's a I don't think so. Yeah. Man, though, I miss the WrestleManias every 10 years at Madison Square Garden. Man, the last oh, one was uh, what? Uh, WrestleMania 20, 20. right? That was my uh, first WrestleMania live. Um, I've been to, you know, uh, after that, I went like every year. But that vibe in that building was because they were coming off stadium shows, you know, 17, 18, 19. And then you went to the garden. It was it was deafening. It was awesome. Absolutely I, awesome. It's amazing how I, I can I cannot ever imagine WWE going back to a, a state uh, an arena that small for a WrestleMania now. That's how that's how big WrestleMania's gotten. I wish that WWE would do like a SummerSlam there because they did, you know, or even Money in the Bank in the Garden yeah. would be awesome, yeah. you know, that type of vibe. But I, WWE will you I, I don't ever see it happening either. And I said this at WrestleMania 38. I said, I said at 30, no, it was 37 when they did the COVID WrestleMania when they had it um, in Tampa. I said WrestleMania in Dallas is going to be the last affordable WrestleMania that you guys see for a very long time. And it was 39 was so expensive and 40. Holy shit. And it's only going to get, this is going to turn into something like when a lot of people went to the first, like 25 Super Bowls, 30 Super Bowls. And they were like, you know, six, $700 a ticket to sit on the 50 yard line. And now it's 10 grand. WrestleMania is headed there. I'm telling you, WrestleMania is headed to like Super Bowl status where it's going to cost you literally an arm and a leg to sit in the building and sit in good seats. The floor seats for WrestleMania ringside were going for like twenty five thousand a night. That's was fifty grand to that, drop on wrestling. That is ridiculous. That's the Nick Khan effect. That's yeah, what he wants. Crazy. crazy. Uh, w- w- one last news and note on my end here, and then we'll see if Drew has anything on uh, on his side. Uh, WWE apparently is looking at Kazuchika Okada and have great interest in Okada. As his contract is up in February 2024, Meltzer says this in The Observer, and I quote, The pitch is now that he's 36 and he's close with Nakamura, and Nakamura has worked years in WWE, and it's far easier on his body. The report continued saying, One person who buzzed us about the renewed interest in Okada said that one of the reasons Nakamura is getting a renewed push is to show Okada that this regime is not going to treat Japanese like the stereotypical children-like role. (laughs) Tozawa, because Vince does that with people who doesn't speak fluent English, but this is a new regime. Then there was another report, Drew, from the uh, team over at WrestlePurists that there is a motivation in Triple H's regime, uh, coming mostly from Triple H because he takes it personally, reportedly, to change the perception that there is a glass ceiling for talent, especially those coming in from Japan and Mexico. Triple H is said to be bothered by this situation, the booking of uh, Kyrie Sane and Dragon Lee said to be part of the game's uh, efforts to change this notion. What do you say about that, man? I mean, it's going to take a long time. 
for them to wash away that uh, Vincent, Bruce, and Laurinaitis stink over the international talents that they basically toyed with for years. Uh, I don't think that was any fault of their own, you know, Triple H's own. I think Triple H really did a good job of diversifying yes. his rosters. And he, being Triple H, really pushed a lot of your um, international flavor. I mean, and I, I, I think the perception, you know, was out there. Um, but I think there's a lot of things that changed when Cody went over there and some others since Triple H has really had a hand in signing or bringing over talent, especially uh, to the main roster. The Cody effect was, will they treat an AEW guy good here in WWE so that more AEW talents will kick open that door? And we've seen it has. So now I think you'll see some AEW talents flock over there. The same thing goes, in my opinion, with the international um, champions and talents, you know, Kyrie Sane, um, EO Sky, uh, you know, just to name a few, look at uh, Legado de Fantasma, Santos Escobar, um, Dragon Lee. You know, there's so many international people, Gunther, who are on top right now and in main programs that I think that that perception, um, although fair previously, has kind of gone by the wayside. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, that that is a good point. Um, those names, I feel like Asuka, you know, th those names were already kind of established on WWE programming. It's, you know, it wasn't even that they were bush, uh, pushed correctly on WWE television while Vince was there. Triple H, I think, has done a fantastic job, uh, like you said, with uh, establishing international talent. But to get someone like Okada... You know, I, I feel like the loyalty factor is going to really play into that. I, I don't see WWE landing Okada. Uh, I, I don't want. I, I don't see him wanting to wrestle here. I know his wife. I think his wife is like a, a movie actress in Japan or a voice actor in Japan. He's been married for a couple of years. Uh, I don't think he wants to uproot his life uh, as well in Japan to come over here to the United States. I mean, that's a that's a reach for the sky type fucking you know, wishful thinking moment there by Triple H. You get somebody like that. I don't, I just think the loyalty in Japan is going to keep him over there. Um, so you think Okada stays with New yeah. Japan? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's a safe bet. Um, I think that he'll listen to WWE. Uh, but realistically, do we, I mean, let me ask you, do you think Okada's best days are behind him? Probably. I mean, so not, you, not, not to take anything away from him at 36 years old, but how much mileage does that 36-year-old body have after what he's done over there? That's my main yeah. point. Like, we saw him in a couple matches in uh, AEW, and I thought that he still moved very well. But, yep. you know, if he stays with New Japan and even does a two-year contract there, I mean, I, I don't see uh, Okada wrestling at a high level at 40. I mean, no, I he may he, he may be retired by then. Right. So I think now would be the time to jump to WWE if he was going to take that option. Um, and could that be the person Nakamura is talking about? Maybe. Possibly. I mean, I, I don't think if, if Okada was to come over here, I don't think he'd be on TV weekly. I don't think he'd be on the road. He'd be, no. he, he would absolutely be a, a special attraction for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think the big thing with Okada is, is that if WWE is able to land him, I think where he is best served in, you know, two to three years or four years, and I'm not trying to speak out of turn or, or be rude here. Um, if Okada could still put on, you know, good matches and, and be a uh, prominent superstar in four years, then great. But I think where he's best served is producer and uh, trainer at the performance center. And you want to talk about breaking the stigma of the whole international stuff. If one of your head traders is Okada, the, the barriers that he's able to break for you is insane. How many, how many people you know, are going to want to go train at the performance center knowing that Kazuchika Okada is one of the coaches there? 
not to mention the language barrier that a lot of WWE talent, you know, it, it would help tremendously. Yeah. Tremendously. It's a good but point. I don't think I don't think Okada's going to WWE. I think no. it's either AEW or New Japan. But I can I'm not closing that door just yet. No, I mean anything's possible. I, I mean him them landing him is a huge perception change in itself. So I mean that's what I, I think they're banking on, but I mean, you do make some solid points. I mean, does he want to do that? Does he want to come here? I mean, it's all depending on what he wants to do. It's going to be a Will Ospreay situation at the end of the day. Does he want to uproot his life, his family, to come here? Uh, nobody knows, but uh, there is interest there from WWE. And that's all I got on my end, man, unless you got uh, anything on yours. I do. Let me go to my notes here, but I definitely do. I have one thing that I know we didn't. Oh, uh, I have two things, actually. Um, first, how about, remember when I told, and this is not directed at you, Remember when I told all you knuckleheads, why is Gunther in the Miz in a program? What did you think of last night? Oh, I thought that promo back and forth was great. I, I even tweeted out, you know, a lot of people put down Gunther's uh, mic work. I think Gunther's a fantastic promo. And he's only gotten better because it's that James Bond villain-esque kind of vibe he gives off. His sarcasm, his body language, that sarcastic prick smile that he does. He just kind of cuts you down by like... Being so direct and sarcastic with you. And, and he loves it. He laughs at his own shit. I think he's great. And that's the thing, right? What they did is they put Gunther against the Miz and they want to see, listen, we believe this guy is, you know, has everything. But Kenny hang in a promo and a back and forth spat with Miz. And he just did. He, he did. Yeah. He just did. He Little just, Mikey called him. He did. He did. And they're gonna they're, uh, gonna they're gonna have a uh, a solid match on Saturday night. I'm predicting very solid. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I will ask you this. I have some. I, I don't want to say it's news, but I'll I'll just say what I've uh, been kind of uh, told in the past couple of weeks. Here, okay. it seems. Or I would say ten days. It seems to me like USA Network, NBCU, is going to lose Monday Night Raw, which is a little bit of a shocker to me, unless things change. If you had to pick where Monday Night Raw would or should land, and I don't believe Monday Night Raw will ever have a night change, where do you think um, Monday Night Raw lands, in your opinion? Then I'll tell you from what, what I've been told. Well, the rumor was that it may end up, if they lose USA Network, Monday Night Raw, uh, the rumor was FS1. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where the rumor is. I mean, ESPN probably is out of the question. I don't know if they want to. And, and the, the report was they don't want to put Pro wrestling on a on a uh, on a network that is mainly geared towards you know real sports. I mean, I, I think wrestling is a sport. Some people might not. It's athletic. It's an athletic competition, but it's not the same as what is on ESPN right now. If I was to take a stab in the in the dark here about where they end up, I would probably say either a streaming app or on FS1. Okay. Um, I so there's been two things that. Um, I have kind of been told or uh, kind of dug into, and it seems like FX is definitely a... Oh, is that what... Maybe I'm mixing FX and FS1 up. FX, FX right? okay. is definitely a candidate. Okay. The other one is Disney, and they would put Monday Night Raw on Hulu because Hulu already has live sports, but Hulu wants to in the Disney, which is owned by Disney, and ESPN Plus, they're all under one umbrella really wants to get into having live television or live, you know, streaming, uh, weekly streaming, episodic streaming on their platform. Do you see that being a positive or a negative for Raw? 
to go to Hulu, that means I'd have to sign up for Hulu because I don't have Hulu Live TV. So that's another that's another expense I have to incur on my end to watch Monday Night Raw every week. When, when right now, thanks for the money, fuckers. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. I'm already well, paying cable. I got I watch it on Verizon, and then I gotta go pay Hulu. Well, what I'm saying to you is that if if Raw does go to a streaming platform, the PLEs and the network library, tape library, in my opinion, goes with them. That's so, what you got to watch out for. So let's well, just we're say... Not, we're not there yet. Peacock is not up until 2026. I know, but what I'm saying to you is that if Raw goes to Hulu, I would 100% anticipate the PLEs being on ESPN Plus because it's one umbrella. Yep. And maybe the network library being on, I don't know, Disney Plus, maybe ESPN Plus. Because I don't know if you've signed into your Disney account more recently, but I did. And there was something that popped up that I've never seen before. And I'm not saying these two correlate with each other, but I think they're testing it. They're like, hey, are you an adult or a child? And hmm. I clicked adult. And they're like, well, you're missing out on all of this content because we have you on a child setting, kid setting. And my kids are the ones who predominantly watch Disney Plus. But there was like a ton of content that I had never seen before because it's under the, the kids setting. Yeah. And it's interesting to me that they were doing that. So, so SmackDown is going to be on USA Network, potentially Raw on Hulu, NXT on CW Network. And then the library right now is with Peacock. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Again, I, I think that Raw, you know, it really depends on where they want to go. But I, I it seems now more than ever that, uh, NBCU and, and USA Network is out, which is a shocker to me. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. As long as they don't take Monday Night Raw off of Monday. No, that's that's one will. of the things. I mean, and, and hopefully, I don't know how they're going to swing it or where they're going to go. I mean, if they go into a streaming app, the one thing that I hope is that they, they get paid on the back end for Monday Night Raw and then they decrease the show back down to two hours. That's what I hope that they do. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see what happens, but... Uh, that is, uh, is that everything on your end there? No more that is news. everything on my end. All right. No more news, guys. I uh, I appreciate, Drew, appreciate you being here tonight for Tuesday Night Titans, episode number 23. Hopefully, we got the discussion that you needed out there. Hopefully, you enjoyed oh, it. Swerve and Hangman was fantastic. Yes. Uh, I, I think that goes without saying. I know Jim Cornette did not like it. Some people were skeeved out by the... Uh, the uh, drinking of the blood spot with Hangman. I mean, I, I turned my head away. I, I understand why they did it or why he did it, but it will go down in the annals of history as probably the best Texas death match of our generation. And Hangman lost nothing in that loss. He looks like a fucking badass. No, and if they, like, pussified the Texas death match match, like if it was just, like, you know, like a table spot and a, and a barbed wire spot, I think people would have shit on it. So now they went to the complete opposite end and people are still shitting on it. And I think it was, I thought it was good. Were there some um, moments where I was like, holy shit, but that's awesome. That's awesome. Isn't yeah. it? At yeah. times. Yeah. Swerve, Swerve basically solidified himself as a, a world championship contender next year. For sure. Uh, Swerve's a yeah. dog. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the super chats in just a little bit. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at JD from NY206. That's on X. That's my Twitter account, X account. Follow Andrew Baydala at Andrew Baydala on X as well. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got 650 likes. Would love to get another 100 before we get out of here. And go check out all the other content on the channel. And make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below and turn on the bell for all notifications john 10 thank you for the new membership brother really appreciate you 
Paul Van Tassel, $10 Super Chat. I would like to say Happy Thanksgiving to you and Andrew, but to all the men and women who are serving, uh, who cannot be with their families during the holidays. Absolutely. Thank you, Paul. Chris with 16 months. What's up, uh, JD and Drew? Fantastic show as always. JD, when are you streaming Call of Duty? I don't know yet. Uh, I can help you with some gun loadouts. MCW is the best gun in the game. Thank you, brother. I will check that out tonight. Uh, Mellow Jello with a $5 super chat. Love both of you, JD and Drew. TNT is always the best part of my Wednesday afternoon from Australia. What do you both see Randy doing at WrestleMania? That's a good question. That is a good question. I don't know yet. If he's on Raw, I don't know. Maybe Randy Brock? Randy Brock. Randy Gunther. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Jorge, $4.99. Was that full gear? Great pay-per-view. Texas Deathmatch was fire. Was a bit too long, in my opinion. Main event was overbooked, but great. Marvel AEW on cold streaks, but have bangers. I thought I thought Full Gear was a great show overall. Uh, yeah, besides the Tony Storm match, yep. um, I was shocked by Julia Hart and yep. everything else I thought was, was good. Deontay with a $5 Super Chat. TK as a heel boss won't work because fans know he's a nice guy. The reason Mr. McMahon worked is because we believe that is who Vince really is, and that's who Vince really was, really. That's why it works so well. Mm, I'll say this. I was a kid, and I had no idea Vince was the owner of the company. I thought he was just some announcer. Yeah. Well, at one point, I did that. I, I did that same thing, but then we realized quickly uh, who was the Oh, charger. yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Phil with a 499. Why did we have to put the titles on the line in the first place? I would have given the winner the AW World title match at All In, a big spot for the winner. Ooh. I mean, you, that's a year out, basically, for booking. You could have done the uh, winner, because um, I believe the tournament concludes at World's End. Yeah. So you could have done the winner gets a world title shot at Revolution. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked a, a pay-per-view concept that bridges into the next pay-per-view. That's why I've been mm -hmm. so uh, on WWE to bring back the King of the Ring in the summer. Winner of I was that just going to say the same thing. Winner of, winner of the tournament gets a title shot at SummerSlam. Easy peasy. Yep. Yep. Cisco with the $2 Super Chat. Swerve is my new favorite pro wrestler. I can't fault you there. Swerve is fantastic. Swerve, when I drive. Yeah, he's a dog. Uh, Michelle with a two. Any chance Orton goes heel by attacking Jay on Saturday? Uh, it's a possibility. It is a possibility. I don't know what they're going to do on Saturday. Uh, he could attack Cody. He could attack. Uh, he could attack Jay Uso. But uh, I just uh, I'm very curious to see what Randy uh, looks like after 18 months and how he's going to operate inside uh, a War Games match for his first time back. He's going to look fucking diesel. But. Um, I could see Randy and Cody getting into a little bit of a feud ski. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, delightful entertainment with a 199. Nakamura has to be calling out Omos. No, thank you. That's obviously a troll job. Campaign Poppy with a 199. So who's Nakamura referring to? It, it, listen, CM Punk is not going to be there. Uh, as far as people on WWE TV right now, if it's not Punk, I'm going to say Karrion Cross. Is that is that really campaign poppy or is that champagne poppy? Campaign. All right. Maybe a champagne. That's C-A-M. I wish it was Drake, but that's... No. Uh, it could be Cross. Uh, Jason Bark with a five-dollar super jet. Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, and Johnny Gargano on NXT next week. Good for them. What is it? Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, and Johnny Gargano on NXT next week. Great. 
Campaign Poppy again with a 199. 1 in 10 on chances. We see Punk and Survivor Series. Two. I was going to go three. There you go. Whatever it is, the odds are low. Will Chisholm with a five. That Gunther Miz promo felt like how Vince feels about wrestling versus what Triple H feels about wrestling. Ooh, okay. That's a good, that's a good call out. I thought uh, Gunther handled himself very well there. Uh, campaign Poppy with a 499. Don't you think we get another big return after losing Will Ospreay? Maybe. But they don't need anybody. I, again, they don't need I, I anybody. Don't. They don't counter-program. WWE is so lock, stock, and barrel right now, you know? Like, they don't they don't need to counter-program that. Will was already on AEW TV, AEW pay-per-views. He's had some major matches. AEW needed to sign Will. Yeah. Samurai Sage with a new membership. Thank you, Samurai. Campaign Poppy again with a 199. But keep up the good work, fellas. TNT, OTS. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Michael Reed with a two. JD and Drew, who should knock a more face at Survivor Series? Cross. Um, it could be carrying cross. He's got nothing. He's got can nothing right. Can I pick whoever I want? Yeah, go. I mean, I think it would be cool. I don't think Okada's contracts up yet, but it would be cool for that. Um, but Brock, I mean, if I Brock Lesnar, Nakamura Lesnar, we never got that match. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I guess. New Bendy Comics with 15 months. 15 months, J.D., I will always be here. Why is WWE interested in Okada now of all times? This isn't the same Rainmaker that wrestled Kenny Omega. Because um, he's never been in WWE. I mean, who wouldn't want Okada to wrestle for them? Yeah, I mean, it's stupid. Always want Billy size in with a $5 Super Jet. Where is Mercedes Monet? It's a good question. Um, I believe that Mercedes has signed with AEW. Uh, was shocked that she wasn't at full gear, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Furious Nation with a $100 super chat. Thank you, brother. What's up, JD and Drew? Another TNT banger as always. After watching Raw last night, I think Orton for Survivor Series over Punk was the right move. I think Punk returns at the Royal Rumble instead and also have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you for the $100 bomb, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Thank you, brother. Uh, Amy Van Tassel with a new membership. Thank you, Amy. And Indigo with 35 months. Hi, JD and Drew. Much respect. Banger episode as usual. Happy holidays. You two and the OTS family. I learned a lot from you two this year. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for watching. There you go. That's all I got, man. That's uh, the rest of them. Uh, I don't have anything. I want to thank everybody who tunes in here we had about 17 1800 in here we're at 681 of the likes smashing i want everyone to have a safe and happy thanksgiving remember uh i know that everyone gets into christmas mode and everything else like that and christmas has become a holiday where it's very much like gift giving and everything else be thankful i know it sounds corny but be thankful for what you have some of your family members that you're with this year for thanksgiving might not be around next year Every day should not be taken for granted. Every year is a blessing that you are all able to bring every one of your family members together. So enjoy it. Enjoy the memories. Put down your phones. Love each other. And in, have a happy Thanksgiving. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you guys very much for all of your support tonight. We will be back next week with episode number 24 right here on Tuesday Night Titans. Until next week, guys, take care. And I'll talk to you guys later.